The information contained in this podcast is provided for your general information only. It does not give medical advice or engage in the practice of medicine. This massage podcast under no circumstances recommends particular treatment for specific individuals and in all cases recommends that you consult your physician or local treatment center before pursuing any course of treatment. Hello and welcome to the Massage Podcast. We have missed you. We're, we apologize for being absent for a month. We had some scheduling issues, but we're back on track with our show today, June 23rd. We are a podcast all about massage, anything and everything about body work. And we have some great guests. Um, we've had some great guests on our show and we have a great guest today, which I will tell you, this is episode number 21. If you need to find us, you can find us at massagepodcast.com. And if you have any questions or concerns, anything at all, you can find us on our contact page and send us an email. Also, come chat with us during our live recordings, or you can leave a text message or a voicemail at 303-656-9860. And let us know if there's any type of uh, body work or issues or anything at all that you'd like us to have a show about and we will do our best to get that information on our show. So my name is Dawn Adkins. I'm your host and I'm here with our producer Jorge Cisneros and our Elaine Kalenda will not be with us today but she'll will be on track next week with our guest oh I'm sorry two weeks from now our guest uh, Nate Butrin. Yeah we had him on the show already once. So today I'd like to introduce Jim Burns. He is going to be talking to us about an amazing type of body work called orthobionomy. And I know that there are a lot of question marks in people's heads as to what orthobionomy is, if you've even heard about it. And I've taken a few of Jim's classes, so I know how much of a fabulous instructor he is. He's an instructor with um, the Orthobionomy Association. And he is here on the phone with us. And it's first... My first question is, I'm going to have him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. And it's hard to really answer the question what orthobionomy is just by saying, what is orthobionomy? It kind of has to be led into as to how it got started. Jim, do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Don. Yeah, thanks for that introduction. That is very, very true. It's, I've been a massage therapist now for over 30 years, and when I started to specialize in orthobionomy, yeah, the question was, ortho what? And uh, that's understandable because, I mean, I'm on the West Coast and there are so many different types of body therapies out there that it's hard to keep up with all of them. And it's really what I tell my students is what's important is, is listen, search out for the ones that kind of grab you with the name, the idea, the philosophy. So that's what started me off. So if I could give a little bit of background on myself for a moment. Um, I, as I said, I've been a massage therapist for 30 years. Before that, I was, uh, my background is sociology and psychology. And I've always been interested in how people think, how people, what makes people tick. 
and studied the mine for a number of years and worked with kids out on the street and all sorts of family interventions. And then I got interested in the body-mind approach. So I then wanted to study the, the body and got into massage therapy. And at that point, 30 years ago, massage often was associated with not therapeutic approach. And when I took my first massage training at a massage school, it just opened me up to a whole other way that we could touch each other in a very therapeutic, nurturing way. Once I got out of school, I was hungry for information. You know, uh, no matter how many hours of schooling you, you have had in your initial training, we all, we all are searching for more information, both for ourselves of what works for us, but for also our clients and our family. And I studied, I was trained in deep tissue and I used to teach reflexology and Feldenkrais and Traeger and Reiki and, and energy channeling and all sorts. And along the way, I would take out a little bit of each class that I would study into what I was doing. Well, when orthobotomy came along, the principles grabbed me right away. And the principles, so this now goes into what is orthobotomy. Orthobotomy was developed by an English osteopath, so it's very muscle-bone related. And what it is is that it starts with the principle that the belief that the human body, the human spirit, has an incredible wisdom to it. It's doing everything it can to survive and protect itself. We're wired in our DNA that, you know, with a fight-or-flight response, it's like if a fire happens, or we automatically move away from it. If we touch a needle, we automatically, we don't think, hmm, I should probably move my finger away. No, we automatically do. If we're in a scary situation, we, we, we move ourselves to a protected position. If we've been injured, our body curls around that injury to give it a chance to heal rather than stick it out further to possibly get injured. So from the very beginning, I liked that principle because at the time that I learned orth uh, massage and orthobotomy, I was doing a lot of spiritual searching. And all of the books that I was reading the books of wisdom, they were they had the theme in all of them were saying, go within. You know, the answer of, of what you need is inside of you rather than outside of you. So what orthobotomy does is simply says, okay, if your body is doing everything it can to protect itself, so let's say you get bonked on the side of your ribs and your body curls around that, if that's what the body's doing to protect itself, what would it be like to go further with, excuse me, to go with what the body's doing. So what we do in orthobotomy is we take the body further in the direction the muscle is pulling, allowing it to complete the action that the contraction is doing, and it lets go. Yes, and that is, you were saying earlier that how it grabbed you, and that's how I felt. Your class was the first class I took, and I felt exactly that way. It does grab you. And it grabbed me anyway. And you talk, I think it says, mentions in his book, and I think you've talked about this in your classes too, is Arthur Paul's, uh, he, he began developing this concept out of martial arts. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. He was a judo master in England. And, you know, with judo, one of the things that he, he watched from the very beginning is when somebody's approaching you, uh, your partner in judo to spar with you, you don't try to push him back when he's moving forward. You try to step aside and allow his movement to continue. And so what our Dr. Pauls did is that when he became an osteopath, 
he used that principle of follow movement the way it's going rather than force it to be different than what it's doing. And that's what we do in the orthobotomy is follow the way the positioning of the body is doing, allowing itself to complete itself. So, yes. And in your classes also you have, uh, you remind us over and over again to stay away from our thumbs. <laughs> can, you, can you tell me a little bit about that and why sure. you tell us to stay away from our thumbs? You bet, you bet. And I just want the, the listeners to know that I didn't pay you to say all these nice things about orthodontomy. So. Oh, I know. No, I, I nope. Uh, this is all me. Me, me, me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Don. Thanks. Yeah, um, from an instructor standpoint, I have been training massage therapists, both in massage therapy as well as a number of other therapies with orthodontomy, is... We're, we're generally trained initially in our massage school training to use our thumbs as pressure point tools. And so our thumbs are very sensitized. We can feel a lot with our thumbs, but it's also, because we're all creatures of habit, it's very easy to want to dig in with the thumbs. Now, here's where orthobiotomy is slightly different than most other therapies, is in orthobiotomy, we create no pain. Because what we're doing is that if your shoulders are really tight and we try to stretch you out, there's a possible, or we try to dig into your shoulders with our thumbs, there's a possibility that if we're not sensitive enough, we could hurt you. Well, in orthobotomy, what you do is you actually lift the shoulder further up in the direction that it's pulling, and what happens is it gets softer and softer until it lets go. Now, what happens is if you're monitoring that point with your thumb and you, by accident, push too hard because of habit, the body will, will contract tight in a, in a contracted state rather than let go, and it won't release as much in orthobotomy. Okay. Uh, also, describe to, I think, I think it's important to know, I've heard so many stories about Arthur Pauls, and you trained with him specifically, correct? Yes. And what, I, did, you, and what, what did you see in... In his wisdom, I know that I just heard, I've heard so many strange stories about him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was one of uh, uh, the first couple of generations of teachers that studied with him. I studied for six or seven years with him extensively. You know, my, what I've heard about the founder of, 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 of many different types of work, you know, Feldenkrais or Traeger or, or Rolfing, you know, all of them is in order to establish a new way of working, you've got to be a bit of a rebellious person and a bit of a renegade, and you've also got to be strong in your belief. Well, Dr. Pauls was like that. He was, what I lovingly joke about is he was an eccentric genius, you know, and there were days where we would study with him in which his genius would come through and be incredible. And there would be days where we'd go out, you know, afterwards and his eccentricity would show up and he would be kind of like, whoa, this guy's uh, pretty off the wall. And yet his brilliance was there. And that's what uh, I wanted to learn from him. So, yeah, if you've heard stories that he, he's a bit of a wild man, yeah, that was also true. And yet when you saw him put his hands on a child or a client, this wild man became such a nurturing healer. It was, it, was a, it was a wonderful experience. Are there any specific issues that you uh, find orthobiotomy to be extremely helpful for? Mm, very good question, yes. What I found is having studied massage and work on thousands of clients over the years is I've ended up kind of specializing in different types of clients and situations. 
And with the orthobiotomy, because we create no pain in the body and because the person is fully clothed, it's very good for people who, number one, are accident cases or people who have had a lot of trauma to their body uh, due to accidents or other situations. Um, orthobiotomy is such, the positions that we put them into are so safe, so nurturing, so protecting that people start to just release the, the emotional component of a physical trauma many times. So what happens is that I work, I, you know, and where I live is I, I get all the people who have been all around town to all everybody else, it seems, for accidents and traumas. And the other thing is that it's very good for people who can't be moved a lot. Um, not only trauma and accidents, but older people. Um, people who... Uh, Due to whatever they're going on, they're they're hesitant to be moved. And then the last part is um, children. I love working on with families. I love helping families teach. I love ha- teaching families how to work with their own kids um, because it, this can be a very playful way of working, and so it can work into all sorts of situations. I know uh, exactly everything you're talking about, and I can picture everything in my mind as to how orthobiotomy works. Is there a way that you can describe maybe to our listeners who have never ever heard of this or still don't know what orthobiotomy is like in action? Sure, you bet. Very good. Imagine, let's take a part of the body. So as a massage therapist, let's say the uh, chest muscles, let's say the pecs are, are over-tonified from a lot of of medial contractions of the arms when we're doing doing massage. So, again, clearly in orthobiotomy, as you've experienced in the trainings, Dawn, is that the way I teach is that it's not about right or wrong. It's not about that some other system is wrong and we're right. You know, it's important to have a lot, a lot of different tools. So with orthobiotomy, what we do is that we take those tight pecs and instead of trying to stretch them out, which, again, it's not wrong to do that way, but the orthobiotomy approach would be simply imagine that you're lying on your back and somebody with one of their hands touches your pec muscles and they're very, very tight. And imagine that they fold your arm on the side of the pec muscle that's tight over that tight muscle and just very slowly and gently moves it around so that that pec muscle doesn't have to pull in anymore. You've lift, the, the, the practitioner has lifted the arm and directed it in the direction that the muscle's pulling. And it starts to get softer and softer and softer. And at one point, when you kind of do a little bit of fine-tuning movement with the arm, it'll be completely soft because you've completed the action of the contraction. And what happens is through a couple of fine-tunings and different levels of compression and different other techniques that we teach in the class, there starts to be a response in in the the mechanisms of the spindles and the Golgi tendons of the muscles and the joints is what we, and the nervous system is what we work with. And by stimulating that, what happens is that it gets that contraction to completely let go and it gets the antagonist on the other side to respond back, to want to pull back open that area that just released. So it's, we talk about in orthobiotomy that we use self-correcting mechanisms in the body to have it release itself rather than we do it. And the other thing is, part of why I stayed with orthobiotomy is that in my old massage way of working, I was finding that I was I would I would put everything into my massage. I'd be sweating at the end and they'd be drooling and snoring on the table. 
But what I found was that a day or a week later, they're back to their old patterns. And yes, I do take into consideration what they're doing, but I started looking at it from my standpoint, and I realized that I was trying to change them. And I don't know about you, Don, but for me, I can't, I'm finding in my life, you can't really change anybody. No. But unless they're really wanting to change, and not at a conscious level. We all want to open up and change, but there are places in us that are, get scared. And what happens with orthobiotomy is because I don't come in and force you to be different than who you are, I actually take you forward further in the way that you're going. It's been nicknamed the homeopathy of body work, orthobiotomy, because I let you be you. And once you feel that and experience that at a nervous, nerve level, muscle, joint level, all of a sudden the body goes, thanks, I got it, and it starts to open up. Yes, and it is... um it's it's very it's still I feel I still feel that it's it's going to be hard for people to completely understand until they've experienced that themselves, and you do experience I have I have had those experiences in class and and we always kid around and Jim always sends us an email saying you know he's still on a high from our class because something happens and we're all you know relaxed and released into ourselves in these classes and. Um, why don't we talk about first, let me ask you, explain what orthobionomy means, you know, those words. You bet. You bet. Thanks. Um, by the way, I'm just so excited about this interview. If, if I'm talking too fast, I'm slowly down. Oh, okay. no. I know. I, I'm just trying to prompt you to say all those fun things I yeah. hear you say in yeah. class, and I'm just trying to remember what to ask you. <laughs> yeah. So when Arthur developed this work, he wanted to find words to describe what he feels he was doing. So if you break down the word orthobionomy, ortho is the correct use or the, or the straight application of like orthopedics or orthodontics, in which you're straightening a tooth, you're straightening the bone, things like this. Bionomy, if you break that down, bio is life, like biology, the study of life. Nami are the principles or laws of like astronomy, the principles and laws of the stars. So if you put that all together, it's the correct use of the principles of life. And when we first heard that, it's like, huh? (laughs) Arthur went on on to describe that if you look at at a stream, you know, and you watch the water going down the stream, when it hits a rock, it doesn't just stay there. It finds a way to work with it. If If you watch an animal... It's in a situation where it's scared. It doesn't just stay there and try to fight through that wall. It quickly tries to adjust itself to find a better way of working. And that's what our body is doing all the time. It's like if, if I've been hurt one way, my body's going to try to adjust around that so it doesn't hurt. And what, what I love about osteobiotomy is then we follow that what the body's doing. We follow that. We, we, we use the application, we apply what the body's doing and following it. It's, it's similar to, um, well, if people are familiar with homeopathy, the law of similars, but it's also, I'm thinking of your statement, Dawn, of, of how can somebody have an experience of it as they're listening. It's sometimes if you have a tight muscle in your shoulders, uh, there's something called a progressively relaxation technique in which you would tighten it up more and let it go and then tighten it up more and let it go. Well, orthobiotomy is that same thing, but it's from a more quiet level. The practitioner follows your muscles, 
takes your body and follows the muscles further than the way it's going. You don't have to tighten anything. It's all done very relaxingly. And it, but it's that same response. It's like, ah, oh, thanks, and it starts to let go. Would you also, could, could someone describe orthobiotomy as a type of positional release? Would, you, could, is that, would that be a proper way to describe it? Very good, yes. There are, as you know, there are so many different types of body therapies up there. There is now beginning to be a, a genre called positional release work. And in that would be something called strain, counter-strain, orthobiotomy, um, even Feldenkrais' work can be looked upon as has that same idea as is, is following the body and positioning. So yes, that would be a correct general statement. And what I found in the classes, the first time I took the class, and and there was that that tug from orthobiotomy. I was I was probably on the verge of burnout actually. And what was beautiful about taking these classes, and especially with Jim, was that I felt my slate was wiped clean. Everything I knew about body work suddenly was out the window. Of course, we still have our tools and our way of working with people, but I use orthobiotomy every client, every day, all the time. Yeah, and just I've only taken three classes, and I don't know how many classes there are, but we'll talk about that in a minute and how we can get some training in this orthobiotomy. Um, It's... uh, highly recommended for any body worker to take at least one class because I found that the information I learned in his classes, one class is, is you get the concept and from there you can play with it and actually come up with things. But the classes are also very important because I've learned stuff I never would have come up with myself that I had no idea that that's how um, it w- the orthobiotomy was going to work on a certain body part. So, Jim, let's talk about the classes. And I know there's there's different phases, and you're in San Francisco. And, of course, the website, does, um, you can get on and find place different places and people and teachers. Um, maybe let's talk about that. And so if someone goes on the website, they kind of know how to navigate their way around. Sure, you bet. Yeah, there are two websites that I would recommend. There is... The organization, the orthobotomy organizations, it's called the Society of Orthobotomy International, and that website is, uh, may I speak it, John? Oh, yeah, please. Great. Okay, it's ortho, O-R-T-H-O, hyphen, bionomy, B-I-O-N-O-M-Y dot org. And they do have a listing of all the teachers around the country and uh, general information. When you go there, you can click on this on the the part of the the website that says classes, and you can look under my name for Burns B E R N S, or you can look under whatever city you're close to, things like that. I also have my own website, which is O B as for orthobionomy O B Jim Burns B E R N S dot <laughs> yeah, and we'll ha- we'll of course have a link on our website okay, for that. Great. So, in you know, in case people don't have a pen and pencil yeah. or <laughs> pen and paper. Yeah, let me, so, if I may uh, go with what you said, Don, which is I'd like to describe the different levels of orthobotomy, because Dr. Pauls was an osteopath. The beginning levels are very structure oriented, very muscular skeletal balance. It's, it's it's very much trying to bring the body back, helping the body bring itself back to balance. Okay, structurally. But what Arthur found is after a while doing that basic structural positioning work, all of a sudden, one day, instead of efforting and lifting the body up to find a position that softens the muscle, 
he efforted less, and what he found was that the body started to move itself slightly. Now, if people are familiar with um, craniosacral or different myofascial uh, unwinding patterns, mm-hmm. what Arthur discovered was that the body, when given the right impetus, when, when it's held just the right way, and this is what you would learn in the classes, is, is the body will start to unwind itself or it'll end up moving itself to the exact position it wants to more deeply release itself. And Arthur went, wow. Because again, he, he didn't know about the, that uh, when he was first um, doing his work. So then what he did is he did that for a number of years, and then one day he was monitoring a point that was very sensitive on the body, and as he approached his hand to touch the part of the body that he was about to move, all of a sudden as he got close enough to the body, and this was, he was working on the a neck point, as he got close enough to touching the head, before actually touching the head, the body started to move itself. And he went, what is this? And what he found was that if you're able to quiet yourself down and connect in with a, your client that you're working with at a, at a quiet, subtle level, what you'll feel is that the energy both off of the body and, on, and in the body will also direct you on how to release the body. So what we, what we would call energy work or you know, electromagnetic field, whatever, or work, whatever you want to call it, um, is, and at that time he didn't know any of those words. So basically, what, what I love about orthobiotomy is no matter what level you study at, whether working with scoliosis or movement or lymphatics or energy work or unwinding or structure work or spine, pelvis, no matter what level you're studying at, the principles are the same that you learned on in your very first class, which is, you know, that the body has an incredible wisdom, and if we can find a way to give it who it is, it recognizes itself and changes. And everything you just said reminded me that um, it's important, it's so easy to get really busy, and I know um, these classes are also, I found, um, not just about learning a new body work so we can be better therapists to make more money, but it's also, um, like you just described it, it helps us. I was reminded or was guided back to being very quiet in sessions or paying more attention because it's so, especially if you're busy, you have one right after another. Oh, okay. It's just another body on the table. Slap, slap. Thank you. Bye. And so orthobionomy definitely helps bring that out, bring that back, instill in us the stillness that we need in ourselves to do a really good job. Yeah, I think uh, I'm reminded as you were speaking, Dawn, of when first, you know, how the old story is, uh, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Or I, I know at that stage that right before the bionomation came along, I was coming close to burning out at massage. Yep. Um, I was physically hurting because I'm not a big, bulky guy, and Mm-mm. and... You know, my, I couldn't continue to to push and struggle with my clients, as well as I was, I love to give, I love to help people, I love to take care of people, but I also found that trying to change people was, was burning me out, it was, it was exhausting. Well, just as you, what you were saying, Dawn, is when orthobotomy came along for me, the first thing it, has, it says is, number one is don't hurt your client and don't hurt you. You don't have to create pain in order to relieve pain. And I went, you don't? Because, again, 
again. That was my previous training. So what I find is that my hands don't hurt like they like they did when I was doing deep tissue. My my body doesn't feel like it's struggling against clients because I'm following them. I'm I'm moving them. I'm it's it's fascinating. And then the other part is, and here's where my background of psychology and body mind comes in is that what I find is by moving them in these positions that they're already going into, you're affirming who they are, that, that, that who they are is, is okay and they can change rather than you're wrong, you're bad, you should be different. And by gosh, you know, Dawn, it amazes me the power that that has is the clients will feel the difference of when you touch someone with the idea of, okay, your body's wrong and I'm going to go in and change you versus, okay, your body's doing everything it can to protect itself. Let me show you who you are and watch how you can respond. And emotionally, energetic-wise, it's so much nicer. And then the last part that you said, Don, which is really true for me too, is that you know, there are times that with clients that it's important to have a lot of yang energy, you know, and that's why I love massage. That's why I love, you know, working with big guys and, and I might be doing big movements with certain people. But then there are also times where a more yin approach is important, where it's important to, can I quiet myself down to really feel me as well as them? Because truly, when we touch somebody, we are one. It goes very, very deep. So by quieting me down, I'm able to feel even deeper what's going on where they're at, as well as myself. Uh, you know, I find the network, too, almost every single time puts them to sleep. <laughs> yes. Every single time. And it's so fun. I know, and I, I, don't, I, I don't talk about the orthobionomy work a lot with clients, because again, you know, you get the response, ortho, huh? But if I'm in a good place and I'm able to explain what I'm doing as I'm doing it, people's eyes light up and they are just amazed at how gentle and extremely effective that this awesome work is for them. And um, those are some really great, great moments I've had thanks to this work I've learned. And I know I sound like I'm plugging it, but I'm dead serious about this i love this type of work and if anybody's burning out take a trip go to san francisco and see jim or or anywhere you can to find an orthobionomy class and um uh jorge has a question and then i want to talk about the phases okay jim so go ahead Jorge. yeah before a question i wanted to kind of give a testimonial actually over a year ago i remember that i hurt my arms really bad doing some of the services that i provide in my practice and I remember calling Don, asking for help. And I was very, very concerned because I have never experienced that type of pain that I just created of over repeating uh, actions that I was doing for over a month. So I, I think my first uh, shot before going to, uh, to the doctor and going into some bad news, I decided to call Don and say, could you help me please? And I remember going to this session where she focused obviously in my forearms where I had the pain. And afterwards, I didn't even bother to ask her, what did you do? <laughs> I just <laughs> let her work. I knew she was taking some tra additional trainings like this. And it took me only one session, really. And I rest for the rest of the week. And ever since, I never had 
this pain again. So I, I truly believe into what you guys are doing is until right now it hits me the way the, the this type of approach is way different from the traditional modalities that we learn in school, how powerful this could be. So one question that I have for you, Jim, is are these classes only for massage therapists or any other body worker professionals can take them? Interesting enough, when Arthur, Dr. Pauls, first came to America, he wanted to only teach lay people. He didn't want to teach professionals. I was one of the first massage therapists to study orthobiotomy because he believed that this is so simple a concept that it could be taught to just moms and dads and kids. What took off was that when myself and other professionals started to take classes, we saw the value, the, you know, that to work with our clients, not have to hurt them, and the incredible effectiveness of the work. Um, so, but now what we've done is that we've moved, the, most of the people that take our trainings are professionals, uh, massage therapists, PTs, nurses, uh, doctors, OTs, acupuncturists, um, just a variety of different professionals. But what's really exciting is more and more lay people are starting to take the classes. And, you know, what's fun is that for me as a teacher is that to have both both lay people and professionals in the class because I can answer the question, a question from both a professional, here's how to work with a client about this, but also here's how to work with your husband and your wife with it. And so I'm very excited. Before Dr. Pauls died, he shared an idea with me and a couple of other teachers that he would love to be able to see this work get out there even more to lay people because to, be, to bring therapeutic touch back to families would be very, very powerful. So any anybody, there's no real prerequisites then to take any of the classes, except besides Correct. other orthobiotomy classes, of course. Yes, yeah, the, the foundation classes, the, uh, the spine and pelvis is one class, the upper extremities and the lower extremities are the foundation classes, and for most of the teachers, um, you don't have to have any prerequisites to take those. To move into more of the advanced levels, the, the unwinding classes, the energy classes, the scoli working with scoliosis, things like this, then it is recommended that you at least have one basic, one foundation class. Okay. And so now I think um, what can also be kind of confusing on the website for people are the different phases. Because it, it, uh, it does you. seem to start at phase four, correct? Yes. And I want to know what happened to phase three, two, and one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like we asked that same thing. So our, Dr. Paul, I, when I say Arthur, Dr. Dr. Arthur Paul's. So Arthur, you know, he was he was a bit of a character, so he wanted to develop his own little language and things like this. So we talk about phases as the different levels that the body are constantly self-correcting to come back to balance and out of pain. So phase one is unconsciously moving away from pain. So when you touch that fireplace, your hand doesn't have to say, hmm, my hand's smoking, I should probably move it. We automatically quickly move it away. When we touch a needle in a piece of thread, we automatically quickly move away. If, if there is all of a sudden a, a, a sudden sound around us, our nervous system moves away to protect us. That's phase one. Phase two is consciously moving away. So if I'm in a room and I'm looking at someone and I want to look at someone else in another corner of the room, and I notice, well, you know, my shoulder's a little tight from the airplane ride, I'll, I'll, I'll move myself to a more comfortable place. That's phase two. Phase three is Dr. Paul's, Arthur, one of the first papers he read about positional release work was a, 
by a doctor, Lawrence Jones. Uh, it was called spontaneous release through positioning, which later became strain counter strain. So phase three is the belief of not just unconsciously moving away from pain, not just consciously moving away from, but positioning away from pain. So when we go to sleep at night, you know, we lay down and, you know what, that tight shoulder, it can't be laid on. I'm going to put my shoulder here and twist my body here. Oh, yeah, much better. That's phase three, positioning yourself into comfort. Well, then phase four is what Arthur added. He added not only the positioning, but the fine-tuning, the, the degrees of compression, the listening to the body's response, how the body wants to move next. So that's phase four. So when you go to the website, you're right. That's phase four is, is the foundation classes. Okay, yeah. I know. I was so confused when I first went yeah, to the website. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And, and uh, yeah, the, the society's looking at changing the names, but we, we've wanted to keep it what Arthur wanted for many years. But in order to help people who don't know that, we're, we're looking at that change. Phase five is what I spoke of just a few moments ago about the unwinding, is that what happens is, again, you can put somebody in a position and they can start to let go but many times, and again, you know, massage therapists and, and psychotherapists understand the idea of layering, is that the body will layer itself to protect itself, compensate over. So as the top layer starts to release, a different layer now comes to the surface. And sometimes that next layer will want a slightly different position. And then that releases, and then the third layer that is now the top layer, because the two top layers release, needs a different position. So that's where the unwinding comes into, and that's phase five. And then what we also are, Arthur found, and that's what we teach, is that we're not just our bodies. We are our energy as well. And so to be aware of the energy around you can be affecting you, then you, that can further help you to release your client and yourself, and that's phase six. And then the last level is being able to use that sensitivity that you've gained from phase four, five, and six to be able to tune into someone and feel them, not even with their next to you, which is what, you know, what we would call long-distance healing, and that's phase seven. Gosh, you know, I, I've been so wrapped up in the phase fours and fives, I didn't even know about that phase. <laughs> distance, distance, the, the distance layer. Wow. Okay, so what somebody wants to be involved in orthobiotomy, of course, first, I recommend definitely first starting. I loved the spine and pelvis class. That was the first class I took, and it was fabulous. It was a, a great foundation. And so there's different um, classes. So you get through the classes in phase four, which are... It's just, is it just spine and pelvis and extremities in phase four? Yeah, well, spine and pelvis, upper extremities and lower extremities. Those are the three foundation classes. That's the three foundation in phase four. And then you move on to phase five and six. But there's also specialty classes, right? Scoliosis. Okay. Yes. And yeah, you have to get through all these classes and then you end up with what? An orthobiotomy certification? Okay, very good, yes. Okay. Um, I want to backtrack one second before I answer that, which is I realize that I don't want your listeners to think that we, we who have used orthobiotomy believe that it's, it's the end-all, be-all. I really believe it's important to have a lot of tools. There are times that clients need to feel deep work. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and that's important to give the client what they want, but to be able to have additional tools to be able to work with 
other injuries, people who can't handle that, people who you're not going as far as you want with the deep work, that's where the orthodontic as an additional tool comes in. And then for us who have found that, gosh, you know, it's so, you can use it in so many different ways that I rarely ever do any more deep work simply because I can work with what a person who needs deep work with, with orthobiomy. But I clearly don't want you listeners to think that there's a risk about right or wrong. So, so what you're saying is, yes, um, you know, after your, as, as you spoke highly, Don, about after your first class, you can go out and use it right away. I mean, I, the teacher wants it to be practical. Um, what, and so you can go out and use it and say to your clients, okay, now right now we're doing this orthobiomy, or not even say it. You know, use, do whatever you need to help with your clients. The word orthobiotomy is, a, is an internationally trademarked word. And we've done that in order that when somebody uses it on their business card or in a brochure, we want those people, those clients who are reading that, to know that that person who is using that word orthobiotomy has been trained to a certain proficiency level. So without written on a, on a card, you can say that you're doing orthobiotomy. If you're wanting to use it on your card as one of many things you do or become actually a specialist where you'll be a registered practitioner, you have to fulfill a certain proficiency level, which is called the associate training program. And that's where you have seven classes in which we, you, um, you have two phase four, one phase five, phase six, an ethics and emotional issues, and then two other electives in orthobiotomy. And we found that over the years is that by completing those seven classes and then giving an instructor a, a feedback session and then getting one, because we want to make sure you've experienced a whole session, that we feel that people have are proficient enough to be able to go out and put it on their card and to be able to represent orthobiotomy, which is what they're doing. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, because, yeah, I think... People love to throw more more tools on their card, too, for people to see. <laughs> okay, Jorge has a question. Uh, do you have an idea how many practitioners do we have in the U.S.? Oh, good one. Let me think. The last time that I talked to the office, there were, um, and are, oh, at least, uh, I think it's about 600 people who have actively using orthobiotomy. Now, they may not be fully registered practitioners. Okay. Um, These are the associate maybe, practitioners you were talking or about. Even the, or even the, so, well, even people who have had just one or two classes okay. but who have registered with the society as they, wanted, they want further information, they want further training. So about 600 of those people. And in terms of actual registered practitioners, now those are people who are specialists. They've gone through about 350 hours of training, including the 100 hours I was the associate. And I believe there's probably about, I'm going to guess about 80 to 100 people around the country who are practitioners. But if you go to the website, you would uh, be able to click find a practitioner and they would be able to, uh, you'd be able to find that. Does that answer your question, Jorge? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it does. I When I looked into it, uh, it's, it's a long process for someone to get where you are in the orthobionomy world, for sure. There's a lot of training involved. Yeah, we, we, well, you know, there are people who, um, depending, you know, it's like when my wife has studied body therapy, she, she loves intensive. She loves to go and, and live someplace and study it for six weeks, two months at a time. I'm the kind that likes to take a class, go home, and 
chew on it for a while, and then come back and take a class again. So for the trainings, you know, for the associate or for the practitioner, registered practitioner, there are trainings in which you can go away and study for, you know, six months and finish up almost all of the classes, or there are most of the teachers teach classes where you can take your time and you pick how fast you want to do it. So depending on who you are and how you learn best is how fast you can go through the program. But the, you know, and the, but the bottom line is you can use it right away. And that's, I'm not as concerned with how much what the people are calling themselves as are they helping their clients. Yeah, good point. You know? Very good that's point. really what I want. And yet, what has happened is that people will take a class or two in orthobotomy and it kind of gets into their touch. It's like, wow, I don't have to hurt me or them. And this gentleness is so powerful from a body-mind standpoint that all sorts of things get released. So they end up wanting more. So, you know, we rarely ever have to talk anybody into this wanting more training. Oh, that's so true. After the first class, you're hooked. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so and on our show... We have uh, what we call a tip of the day for therapists, and we'd like to know if you have a tip of the day you'd like to offer our listeners. Good one. I like that. Yeah. It can be anything, anything. Yeah, you bet. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I love having tips uh, shown to me and others. You know, the, the term we are one is really true the moment that you touch someone, and we in this profession of massage therapy tend to want to give to other people and sometimes forget about ourselves as much. And what I have found is that when I'm in class and somebody is working on somebody on a table and if I go around and if I simply touch some of the practitioner's shoulders that they're tensing up trying to hold them in the right position, if I, tense, if I just touch them and remind them to relax, the person on the table, even if their eyes are closed, go, oh, that's good. They don't even see what happened. And yet, the power of the work goes deeper when you relax yourself. So the term healer, heal thyself, is so true from a practical proficiency level. Of if you want to do good work on your clients, focus on you. Very good tip. Uh, are there any last minute or anything else maybe you thought of in your brain that you yeah. would like to offer about orthobiotomy? Anything at all? Well, I just, I, I so appreciate your program and what you're trying to do. Of, it's easy in, massage, in the massage world to feel pretty alone and to be able to have a place to go to to hear and connect with people is so important. What I'd like to do is I'd like to offer the listeners of, of, your, of your program um, a 15-minute free consultation with me. If they have questions about what they're doing, about orthobotomy, if something about themselves that they would like I could support them in, I'd like to offer a free 15-minute consultation for those if they uh, contact me and if they say that they've heard me through this program. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks. So we'll make sure that anybody who calls you and mentions Massage Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That and also then one last quick thing is that... Um, there is, I co-authored a book with, about orthobotomy that they could go and order through their bookstore through Amazon, and it's called Orthobionomy, a Practical Manual by Kane, K-A-I-N, and Burns, B-E-R-N-S, my name. So if people are interested uh, to pick that up, that would, be, uh, that would help them along. And that's the same book that, that was, I bought that, right, the first class that's I took? Right. Yes, okay. And it's a good book, and I, I still... I didn't find it helpful at all until I took a class, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. 
I still didn't get it. I, I, for some reason, wasn't able to comprehend it. Um, but it's a very useful tool after you've taken a class. You know, you're you're similar to me, Don, which is that I learn through touch. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and yet I've had I had a phone call about a year ago saying I'm in the middle of Idaho. Somebody told me about your book. I've never taken a training. I've I've studied your book, and I'm getting great results. And I would think to myself, good for you, guy. Okay, yeah, so that's just my thing, too, yeah. (laughs) And me, and me. Yeah, yeah, good. So the book may be useful, and I I have that book, and it's beat up really bad because (laughs) I go through it and go through it. I just, I want to make sure, you know, things stick, and it's fun to go through the book. And even reading the foreword of that book or all of the introductions in the foreword is is very well written and kind of brings me back to the orthobionomy state of mind. Don't don't we we talk about that in class you do about the orthobionomy lifestyle actually. Yeah. It's well it's it's a belief that that life doesn't have to be a struggle and we're all trying to learn that. That's a great way to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to thank by the way I'd like to thank you, Don, and Jorge, and also Elaine for putting together this program. Thank you. Oh, Jim, it has, I'm, I've been wanting to get you on the show for so long, and you responded right away, and thank you very much. And for anybody listening and everybody listening, there's a link on our website to contact Jim or find out about more about orthobionomy and find classes on the uh, information on our website about his website and the orthobionomy website. And of course, if you have any questions, Jim, mention our show, Massage Podcast, and Jim would be happy to help you along figuring things out, whatever that may be in your world of body work. I'd like to mention that our next episode is July 7th at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is, you've been listening to the Massage Podcast. And please find us at massagepodcast.com and send us an email on our contact page or leave a voicemail or send a text message at 303-656-9860. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Jim. So we're going to wrap it up.